In a previous episode, we spoke about core values and the importance of having them. And in today's conversation, Paul Smith, Adam Kirsch, and myself, Josh Stewart, are diving into one of the core values of our spiritual family, which is freedom over fear, and what that looks like in the context of everyday life. Thank you for listening to the Forever Free Podcast. Today, we pray that you would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hands to receive. So we're going to talk about one of our core values today, freedom over fear. In another episode that we've recorded, we began just by talking about a lens of core values, but today we're talking about freedom over fear, which I think is foundational Huge. for our ministry and for our spiritual family, which thank you for referring to our family as a spiritual family. Yeah. I don't know that there's family outside of that. Wow. Yeah. There's blood family, but we know that blood is thicker than water and spirit is thicker than blood. Amen. Yeah. Which, funny enough, we've been covered and filled by both. Yeah. Yes. How beautiful is that? And there's no supernatural with God. It's just all natural. It's all natural in his realm. <laughs> yeah. Just here, yeah. So. Oh, thank you, God. In the spirit of honor, which is another value. Can we do this? I, I thought it would be cool. Could we, if you could honor one or two people in your life for showing you the definition of freedom. Oof. I love this already. <laughs> Well, can we just do that? Yes, we can. And just get it in the red. And this is not to exclude anybody that mm, we don't say, no. because I would say that there are dozens in my life. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off. Uh, a few years ago, God brought a man into my life named Jeremy Barber. And I mm. just want to honor you in, in this time to say, Frick, we haven't done this. Yeah. I haven't done this yet. Um. Mm. But man, I mean, we talked this morning <laughs> for two minutes and uh, the loosing of chains mm -hmm. that God has done in your life paved mm -hmm. a way for me to know God's heart. And I promise you um, that the, the old saying that the most important thing about you is what you think about when you think about God. Um, God has undone some really bad construction in me and renovated a lot of foundation in my heart when it comes to what God is like through you, Jeremy. So if mm. you hear this, I want to honor you today. There are so many more. You know who you are. Um, but Jeremy, God allowed us to work five feet apart for three and a half years and still allows us to be very close friends. And I just want to mm. honor you for the, the freedom that you continue to walk in even to this day. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Will you come be on the podcast one day as well? <laughs> okay, bye. He already is. <laughs> as we take this commercial break to call Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. I want to honor somebody that um has taught me that that freedom doesn't just look like I do what I want when I want. Um, but it's built on the intention of walking with Jesus and the overflow of what that looks like in your family. Um, in, uh, late 2011, I met a guy named Aaron Keys, uh, walked into his basement and immediately felt freedom. Yeah. Didn't even know 
quite what I was feeling until I just saw the way that he started interacting with people um, through kindness and generosity. And it was not lackadaisical. It was super intentional. And I'd only realized that over the next several years that I would get into conversations with him about, hey, why do you do this around your family? Hey, why do you do this in private, but also do it in public? Why do you... um, run after God in this way, but also host your family time in this way. I remember the first couple of times that I asked him to get coffee, he said, you know what, I actually need to prioritize my family in this season, so I'm not doing one-on-one coffee dates. And um, that spoke to me in a certain way that said, I value freedom so much within my family to honor my family first that Mm -hmm. I simply am choosing to prioritize and not have time to do what I want when I want. Because hmm. he said, you know, if I had my way, then I'd have coffee with you right now. You know, there's no no harm, no foul, but I care too much about the freedom of my family um, to say yes to that. And that taught me something that now I'm getting to reap the benefit from almost 10 years later. And I just love, uh, you know, Aaron, if you ever listen to this, I love the way that you know and walk with God. He sets you free with every word you read, and not only every word you read, but every word you recite from your memory, and um, you're going to be even more free when you're 75 than right now when you're, I don't know, man, I think you're probably nearing 40, which is crazy. (laughs) But um, thanks for teaching me about freedom without even knowing it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard to narrow it down. You know, there's so many... My dad and mom have just been, you know, you look back on life and you see things, um, you start to see things through the eyes of your mom and dad, the older you get, and at least the older I got, and uh, things I didn't even notice back then, I see now, you know. Um, So, I mean, close family, of course, I mean, I just honor them. Um, That's good. Number one person outside of my immediate family is probably Pat Barrett. Um, years, oh gosh, this is probably 2011 or 12. I met, I met Pat, I think we met in 2010, something in there. I was still in college and uh, still starting to play music. I'd met Pat around like 2010, but anyways, just doing life with him both musically and in a church together. Um, he was just always somebody that like I watched mm-hmm. like how he lived. He just always, if you're listening, Pat, like you just always fascinated me by how you lived. Like it wasn't like obviously such a gifted person, such a talented person, such a good looking person. <laughs> um, Amen. But there's just something like you're, he was probably the first person that, I was just fascinated watching like, Mm -hmm. like, how do you talk about your wife? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, how does he talk about people when they're not in the room? How does he think about the future? Amazing. I remember Um, the way that he greeted me when I walked into Grace Midtown Church for the first time, probably back in 2011. Same. Huge smile. Yeah. Have you ever seen him not smile? No, No. hardly ever. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the, those exact kind of moments, just years of, you know, being able to travel together and um, honestly across the world, just just watching like how how he spoke 
how he thought. And it always, even when it wasn't like this massive sermon, it was always appropriate. Like it just always revealed like the heart of father. It always revealed this lens of kingdom and always revealed a good friend. Like it just everything they always did. Like even now, like I look back on times with him and I think like, Oh, like I remember when Pat like said that about this person when he didn't like that music part or I remember like, yeah. I just, you know what I mean? It just kept yeah. going. Like, I don't know. It was That's awesome. That's really cool. He was just a guy like even still that, you know, tying this to honor. Um, but he just always, was aware of how to put himself in the best situation for the betterment of someone else, for the extension of kingdom here. And it was like subtle. It was like little things. Sometimes wow. it was big ways. Sometimes yeah. it's on stage in front wow. of 10,000 people. Sometimes it was in a car ride with nobody, you know, just mm-hmm. all these little things. He just over years revealed how to live. Amazing. You said never devaluing himself. Yes. Freedom is always directly proportional to our understanding of our identity. Yeah. Yes. When we know who we are, it will always lead to more freedom. Yeah. You trace it back all the way back to the beginning of the Judeo-Christian story, and we see the Israelites. Well, first you see man and woman in perfect freedom with God, mm-hmm. right? Shamelessness. Genesis 2.25, mm-hmm. the man and the woman were both naked, and they felt no shame. That means... Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time in our family that guilt says I've done something wrong. Shame says that I am something wrong. And the reason that matters is because when you feel like you are something wrong, you have a misunderstanding of who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And we see this once we see the Israelites go into captivity under the Egyptians for about 400 years, according to the story. And Moses comes and God commissions him to free the captives. And Moses feels shame, mm-hmm. which is so funny that God had to get him past his shame before he could understand the power of God in him. Yeah. And so he comes and eventually the Israelites get saved from captivity. And so I just want to speak to this for a moment that something that we saw was that we saw a lot of people in the South walking around like they were saved. Right as in they would say that they were saved. Right. But then we would see action that yeah. did not line up with that of a free life within the context of what we saw the Apostle Paul write about. That's exactly right. Operating within adequate Ooh. understanding of sonship and daughtership of God. Yeah. And so there was this moment where you see three days out of captivity we see Israelites going, hey, I want to go back. Mm -hmm. So they were saved, but they were not free. Wow. And we talk about this all the time. God doesn't just want to get you out of Egypt. He wants to get Egypt out of you. That's right. He wants to get that out of me. The way that that manifested in my own Mm -hmm. life was really kind of growing up in church and then I believe starting to follow Jesus for real at 20 years old or 19 years old. And I still had a pornography addiction. I had a 17 year pornography addiction um, that God freed me from a few years ago. And I didn't even know that was possible. I thought that I was supposed to live saved and struggle. I even heard somebody say the other day, no, 
and he and I heard him say in front of you know large group of people um, counseling a guy going, "Do you think you're ever not going to struggle with this?" Speaking toward pornography, to which I wanted to say, uh, actually, you were made not to come back to that well. You were designed to harbor freedom. That's right. As much as you were designed to exist within fulfilling all these desires, actually, God wants to replace your desires, which is freedom. Yes. And so God had to take the Israelites through that Mm. cycle. They were a cyclical people. We all are. And so one of the reasons that we exist as a ministry is so that we can look to freedom to say that is ours. It was bought for us. What does it look like for us to exist in this space? And how do we choose that over our fears of faith? Really, sometimes we fear faith. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Right? We hear faith over fear all the time. We say it freedom over fear because that is foundational. Yes. That when we go in the direction of faith, freedom always is our destination. Mm -hmm. And more and more freedom, as you talked about, some of these men we see walking into, right, in our lives. And when we see there are women all around us that are walking into further, deeper depths of freedom every single day that have led us. So I want to get this conversation, I guess, started. We've been talking, but I don't even know what question to ask. Well, I just love it. I I love it. I mean, you're talking about all all these words and the way that they seem to collide for me, and Josh says this all the time, that Fear is just placing your faith in the wrong kingdom. Mm -hmm. And freedom is placing your faith in the kingdom of God, because that's always the result. Um, When you place your faith in God's promises, it's only possible to step into more freedom. And Adam, you just said that, that we were designed for freedom. And I would also go one step further and say that freedom was designed for us. If any business owners or product developers are listening, then you know that to develop a product, you have to have a target audience. Mm -hmm. God created freedom, and we are that target audience. Um, We are the ones that he created freedom for, and we were created for the sake of defining freedom. Mm -hmm. It's our founding verse, Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that you've been set free. Therefore, don't submit to the chains of your past any longer. And so we, we look at kind of the duality of that, that we were designed for freedom. But yeah, freedom was designed for us. We weren't designed to be apart from that in any way, shape, or form. And so if if you have dealt with something that you keep coming back to in a struggle, in a cycle, know that that's not what you were designed for. You were actually designed to be completely free. And Adam, you talk a lot about this, even the thought around breaking a cycle, but the first thing that you have to believe is that freedom is, is for you. For you. Yeah, freedom is for you. Um, so I just thought that was really key, really important, even in my journey of understanding freedom, which grows by the day. By the way, just because we started this ministry forever free doesn't mean that we landed on it, hit the nail on the head. It just means that, man, we want to grow in this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Because like I just said about Aaron, at 85... I want to be 10 times as free as I am right now, 20 times as free as I am right now. And I believe it's possible. And every single culture in history, I believe, is either designed or being built towards some version of freedom, Mm -hmm. whether it's freedom for something or freedom from something. That's right. Yeah. 
And so whatever direction you are walking in in your life, it is probably for some version of freedom because slavery doesn't sound enticing to anyone, no. mm-hmm. even though you may be a slave to your version of freedom, Wow, which I think is probably a weak version of freedom if it is anything short of the version that we have in Christ, which is full dependency, dying to self, mm-hmm. ra- being raised to new life with Christ. Yeah. Every yeah. version of freedom I'm learning has and requires dependency. That's what fear is, right? Faith in another kingdom. That's right. So you're depending upon something to give you your freedom. Yeah. We all know at the end of the day, it wasn't and is not designed to be dependent upon us, but it is designed for us to walk into. And if anybody's walking in the thought that freedom is, quote, I do what I want when I want, I just want to challenge you to open up your mind or to repent, really repent just means to change your way of thinking on a topic. And I just want to challenge you to repent that thought right now, because Paul is very clear about what freedom is and what freedom isn't in Galatians 5. Read that chapter, by the way, in every translation, you know how. But he says, don't use your freedom to indulge the desires of the flesh, Mm. which is so easy to do. Because, you know, we and many of the listeners to this podcast live in America, a quote-unquote free country, which when you look at it that way, sometimes a free country can breed quite the opposite of freedom because you fall to your own desires of doing what you want when you want, and then you wonder why you've never felt less free. It's because when you're left to your own desires, you can lock yourself in a cage that you were never intended to be in. And whatever prison you feel like you might be sitting in doesn't have your name on it. And so Paul goes on to say, but rather use your freedom to love and to serve Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And that's the opportunity that we have. And you may already be walking in freedom and walking into greater levels of freedom, but you'll only feel more free when you give yourself away even more. When you, like Adam just said, die to yourself and give yourself away. Freedom comes in finances when you what? Give it away. Freedom comes in time when you give it away, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you're sensing like a shortage of in your life right now, give some of it away and see what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See what happens. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul makes such a great case in Romans Uh for grace that he actually has to backtrack. He makes such a good case for (laughs) grace that the people listening think that it's a license to sin. Wow. Yeah. Literally makes such a good case for it that they almost interpret it as well. <clears throat> the more I sin, the more grace I get. That's right. And Be hard not to interpret it that way sometimes, right? Of course, yeah. But so grace is getting what you don't deserve. That's right. Mercy is I don't get what I deserve. Grace is I got what I don't deserve. Mm. And so when wow. when we receive the grace of God, <laughs> thank you, God. Now grace in the slave mindset mm-hmm. thinks, oh, well, I have a license to sin. But the, the mind of Christ sees this not as a license to sin, but it sees it now because grace is receiving what you didn't deserve. The more that we know about him, the more we know how he thinks, the more we know who we are in him, grace becomes more evident of who he is despite 
what we've done. That's right. So now it doesn't give you more freedom to do something wrong. It actually gives you more revelation of the right thing that's going to happen regardless of what anything in your history has said. Oh my gosh. So now it's revealing, actually now he paused to backtrack and say, actually the more that sin becomes evident, his grace becomes even more evident. Yes. So now it's not a license to keep going. It's eyes to see the more that I'm becoming aware of this thing called sin, the mm-hmm. problem of the heart, it's actually the more I become aware of his heart, yes. the more I become aware of actually what he does in this situation, yeah. how he covers that. Yeah, it's so, like the more you, yeah. the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. And I mean, the, the more we dive into freedom, I mean, I think that what you just said, Josh, is going to change someone's perspective about this current season too, uh-huh. with a, a virus spreading. And that virus is not COVID, by the way, it's fear. Yes. And I, I just think that what you, what you said there about, um, about grace and it revealing more, uh, just all of that is just going to change someone's perspective. I just saw it happening. Yeah, because great weak version of grace covers the past, mm-hmm. and a perfected version of grace defines the future. Yeah, it does. That's a great word. And so I, I think about this all the time in my own life because I remember when I felt saved by grace. Oh, wow. I felt my past covered. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I remember when I started tasting mm-hmm. freedom was when I felt like I was walking on top of grace with every step that I took forward. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Because here's the difference. The beauty in obedience is walking on nothing. Hmm. It's walking on unwalkable surfaces. Obedience is not something that keeps our feet on the ground. Obedience is something that allows us to walk on top of water. Mm-hmm. in the kingdom because yeah. we're working in an upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. Grace That's, literally mm-hmm. is a catalyst mm-hmm. to every single thing that we will do forward. Yeah, There's not just grace for the past. That doesn't sound like God. He's not a God of the past. No, no, no. Fully present. Yeah. Defining and reforming and redeeming futures. That's mm-hmm. right. That is future grace. Yeah which sounds like a free life to me because here's the deal. If you have, if you have a credit card that has, let's just say something fathomable, $10,000 of debt, mm-hmm. that's going to be fathomable for somebody, for someone that's 500,000. That's right. Right. Well, let's say $10,000 of debt, credit card company calls you, Hey, Adam, we are going to forgive this $10,000. Okay, what does that do? It's going to do one of two things, depending on who's listening. It's going to say, well, there's a possibility that they're going to do that again in the future. So I'm going to ring up $10,000 as quickly as I can on this credit card again and wait and see Hmm. if they're going to forgive it again. Yeah. See, this is a cheap version of grace. Hmm. A full picture version of grace says, they just forgave all of my debt. I have a chance at building a real foundation of finances yeah, for the dude. future. Now, Absolutely. this is a very cheap definition of full grace. Yeah, This is just an example of debt and covering. Mm-hmm. But the wise man says, I can now build a strong foundation so that the next time there is a virus spreading through the world, my business is not going into the ground immediately. Right. Right. 
But now I can actually act according to principles that God has given me, and I can put money away for the future. But again, freedom and grace is even more than that. It is this co-heir with Christ mindset that when I obey, I receive inheritance that is already mine. It is not an earning of something that's not yet mine. It is a revelation of something that is already mine, bought with Christ, walking into the fullness of God. And I just think, I I think that this is one of the most fun topics to talk about in the kingdom. It's amazing. The topic of freedom. Oh, yeah. Because again, we are all trying to earn it somehow. Somebody is putting away for uh, an IRA, maybe multiple IRAs, going, when I get to be 69 or whatever the age is that you've decided, I'm going to be free from work. I'm going to be free from all these responsibilities. When I think it is a glorious mindset to know that there is freedom for now. Of course. Right? Of Freedom is something already defined and bought for us currently. And I want us to walk in that because that makes heaven feel a lot closer Mm -hmm. than death. Yeah. One of the weird things about the wilderness perspective, if we think about slavery, wilderness, promised land, Mm -hmm. these three phases, Mm -hmm. just for the illustration. That's good, man. The the interesting thing, when you have the mind of a slave in the wilderness, is you're constantly focusing on what you don't have anymore. Oh, at least we're out of slavery. Mm. You're always focusing, and on the flip side, at least back in slavery, we had this. Mm -hmm. And it's always looking back. It's always looking back towards either what you didn't have or had there. But really the the purpose of that process was to reveal the promise to come. So depending on where your gaze is actually changes your definition of your current season. Wow. So mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this this morning offline, John 15. I was thinking about this on the drive this morning, Holy Spirit talking about this um, such a Sunday school verse about the vine and the branch. And if, if you abide in Jesus and his words abide in you, just that, that definition, one of abiding. But the next thing was whatever you ask, it'll be given to you. <clears throat> and it reveals this reality that we are very concerned about outcome. Yes. God's concerned about process. Absolutely. Because the outcome is sealed. It's sealed. We've already won. Yeah. And and, in a a moment just like this, so relevant right now, we're, it's natural to wonder what's the outcome on the other side of disease? What's the outcome on the other side of Mm -hmm. this? Fill in the blank whenever this is heard, whatever is relevant at that time. What's the next outcome? But Holy Spirit wants us to see that there's an abiding two-way street that when we abide in him and his words abide in us. So what he said, but also saying, let every word that comes from your mouth, the present word, all of, all of this is revealing right now. Okay. Am I looking back towards lack or am I looking forward towards freedom? Am I looking forward towards promise? And I find it fascinating that depending on what you focus on about where you're going will actually determine not only where you are now, but it'll also rewrite where you've been. Yes. Mm. So that's what's really intriguing is it's not just about changing the direction that you look. That's right. 
it's also where you're going, the more that you focus on that, it actually rewrites the purpose of where you've been. That's right. And even even Incredible. the parts that you don't care to have rewritten. There have been oh, parts wow. of my life that I didn't care to have rewritten because I had grown a bit numb to them mm -hmm. until God unearthed them from new freedom he wanted to take me into, mm -hmm. but it was impossible until he unearthed the things in my past and rewrote them. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so if if it's a relationship with a family member, a coworker, um, something that you've done or has been done to you that you just kind of buried, I think God wants to unearth that yeah. in you before he takes you to another level of freedom. And when I say another level of freedom, 2 Corinthians 3.17 just talks about the presence of God and where the presence of God is there's freedom. And then it talks, it kind of translates to talking about Moses. We who with unveiled faces are all being transformed into God's likeness with ever increasing glory or ever increasing freedom. We have the opportunity to do that, but only as we walk with the presence of God and let That's him right. do to our past what we want to see in our future. I mean, we have to, we have to encourage you guys, whoever's listening in that, let your past be absolutely rewritten. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep going, Josh. Sorry. No, that's great. I just felt that. Yeah, I mean, that's <clears throat> so fresh for right now, right? It, oh, yeah. Um, it, it's the constant wondering of, of what's next, but it's, <laughs> it's learning to see that um, the Father's now. He's, he's not just to be. He's not just in the promised land. His mm -hmm. ways, he want that. We talked about this the other day. Wisdom is divine reasoning. It's learning how to think like God. Mm -hmm. It's learning how to see this world from his perspective. <clears throat> he teaches us how to pray, and he says, on earth as it is in heaven. So we can't bring to earth what we don't know about heaven. <laughs> so in order to know what this world is supposed to be like, we have to know what his world is like on That's earth beautiful. as yeah. current, yeah. That's right. as it is in heaven. And so now, <clears throat> um, freedom from the bondage of thinking like we used to think is being rewritten as a redemptive way now of saying, and, and this is, man, this is the thing that I, I dealt with this morning on the drive up here. And you said it and it reactivated this thought this morning, man, of not knowing how to feel. I don't know how to feel right now during something like this. And I thought like, is that wrong? Like, is it, is it bad that I don't know how to feel? Is it wrong that I don't know how to think? Is it wrong to be a toddler? <laughs> to have childlike faith. Is it, <laughs> is it wrong to think like a child when you're a child? Yeah. No. No, but you continue to grow. Mm -hmm. That's where the continuing walking, continuing changing perspective, yeah. it matters. Yeah. Honestly, your, your perspective is going to be changed for you mm -hmm. if you don't choose it yourself. And to choose to abide in the perspective change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first and act time according I, to. Exactly. I was at, went to college uh, for a couple of years up in Dahlonega, and there was this hike that people would take, and it was like a mile and a half hike. It was short. I, I know you guys. I know that all of you have hiked much longer distances than that before. But the thing is, is like the hike was like a mile, and then you got to this one point that was like basically a quarter to half a mile mm. just stair-stepping rocks. And so the first time I went, I had not known the way. The path split in this one important part, and I'll learn later. Uh, I'll get to that. But the guy knew the split, so we took the split to the right, go up, get to the rocks. So we start stair-stepping. I start getting tired very mm -hmm. quickly. We get to this first overlook, 
that is gorgeous. And I just stand there and I'm like, bro, look at this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why are you stopping? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, is this not it? <laughs> and he was like, no, keep walking. We get to a next one that's another that's couple right. hundred yards away. This is cool. good, Adam. And it opens up and I can probably see like, honestly, five miles in the distance. Yeah. Incredible view. And I just stop and he goes, hey, man, I really need you to keep walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm understanding at this point, I'm going to walk until he says stop. Mm-hmm. We keep walking. We get to this overlook that just bursts open. Probably 20-mile view <laughs> where you can see 180 degrees. Beautiful, beautiful. He said, you know what we just did? I said, what? And he said, hey, we just walked the first mile and a half of the Appalachian Trail. Wow. Wow. That's good. The next time I go back, this guy said, hey, man, by the way, there's a meteor shower. We're going to hike it at 2 in the morning. At night, lay on our backs mm-hmm. and watch about 150 shooting stars right through the mm-hmm. sky. I mean, keep Walking, keep changing your perspective and trust the ones that have gone before you into yes. freedom. Yes. <laughs> because there is a way to go that we don't know. That's right. But when you see peace on someone, when yes. you see real joy, when you see real gentleness and faithfulness and self-control and kindness and love on someone, Pay attention to where they have been and what they might want to show you along the way, because there will be moments that they look at you like Steve Smith looked at me the other day Mm -hmm. and said, Adam, don't do your own surgery. Let God do the surgery on your past. Mm. He's literally looking at me going, abide in him. Yes. Trust him with this process. Keep walking. Mm -hmm. He might not be done with the past that you've already been convinced is beautiful, Mm. that I used to hate. I used to look at the sins of my past and be devastated that I would ever turn my back on such a loving God. And then he's so loving that he is redefining my sin to me and showing me the redemptive work within my own children, within Mm -hmm. the generational patterns of my family. We talk about this all the time. How many of you not only just want to do something good, but you want the patterns of your generations before you to change? Yes. And what if when you change your mind, all the mindset (laughs) of your past begins to change? Oh, yeah. Yes. Freedom is not just forward, it's backward. I feel like I'm seeing this as we speak. Yes. That freedom is not just a landscape forward, but it is a reality of your past. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yes. Yes. I also want to say that... um, in a, in a time of darkness, because th- this is what I, I was feeling about not knowing how to feel. Like there's different kinds of darkness. Mm. Not, every, not every darkness is demonic. Um, Psalm 57 is just reading it. Take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Uh-huh. Sometimes when it's dark, that means that he's the closest. That's exactly right. So sometimes the things that feel like you're in a shadow or a fog or whatever, you know, you want to call it. Sure. Sometimes that's when his wing is right over you. Yeah. Now that messes me up when I think about it. 
because now it forces me to ask new questions. It forces me to go, okay, well, what is the wing covering me from? Mm. What is the shadow for? What's next? How do I how do I view something in a shadow versus in the light? What's changed? What hasn't? It's it it causes me to ask all these new questions, that's even good, about man. freedom. And that's the thing is, even in times of mystery, I I remember asking God this exact question last year. Why did why do you speak in mystery? Why do you speak in parables? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple answers to it. The one that I just want to say right now is he speaks in mystery, so you'll linger in his presence longer. Yes. He's, he speaks in code so that it requires nearness and longevity of being near to ask questions, exactly. to know his heart. And it draws you in and it creates closeness and eventually oneness. Yes. And so that that's even something about our own family when we're, when we're asking even questions like, how do so many different people become one? Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that it's actually a process you have to think about is a very good indicator that you're on your way to oneness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. The fact that there is pushback on that is the, a very good tell of, okay, we're not just going towards something that we're figuring out how to make it the same as us. That's mm-hmm. easy. Easy. That's replication. That's here's a stencil and trace it, but becoming one with him on earth as it is in heaven, figuring out, What's his world like? How does that world make its way here? How does that affect the way that I think? And okay, so freedom, let's even use this illustration. Um, I love thinking of it like this. Um, When we talk about faith, Mm -hmm. we often say, Paul and and me and you and Adam, I mean, honestly, everybody in the family now often says this, um, that faith is not denying the existence of a problem. That's right. But it's denying problems, the place of influence in how you think and how you live. That's right. So now freedom gives me this reality that it's not saying that these things that I'm dealing with aren't real. We don't want to just be negligent and pretend like we don't feel the things we feel. But the realization of his kingdom in, in our thinking is those things are not intended to have influence in how we reason. Wisdom doesn't do that. Wisdom never reasons from lack. Wisdom always reasons towards solution. It always, a a problem comes into the courts of a king. The king goes to the problem and says, here's a solution. So it's the glory of God to hide a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. Yes. So in times of of uncertainty, in times of how... What is freedom like in a confusing, very bizarre, I don't think anybody probably that's listening to this podcast has existed in a time like we're in in America right now, globally, I want to say that globally, but in America right now, what does freedom look like right now? What does it look like? What does it smell like? Yes. What does it taste like? I mean, all of these things are just bringing a new awareness to like this deeper realization of freedom of thought, but also freedom of reasoning, freedom of thinking, freedom yeah. of creating divine solutions. Yes. Um, or should I more accurately say discovering the divine that's right. solution? Um, that's what excites me. And yeah. that, and I'll just say this in conclusion to that thought. Two years ago, Josh wouldn't have been excited in crisis. 
I would have never put those two words together ever. Wow. Now, I want to be very careful. I don't welcome crisis, but no. I view it much differently than I did two years ago. Yes. Now I go, I have everything that I've been given. Yeah. But now it's just the, it's the glory of the king. It's, yeah. it's actually the joy for me to discover that. Yeah. It's the joy to realize that the gold's in the dirt and we're panning for it. Mm-hmm. And that action, <laughs> that part of what I used to see as wilderness, uh-huh. like, oh God, I'm just finally out of slavery. I need to stay out of slavery. And how do I do this? Like, no, I'm actually realizing the reality of what I was made for if I keep going. Yeah. And just in conclusion to that, it's walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. not sit. Mm-hmm. Don't set up camp. Don't build a house. Don't talk about it. Don't dwell on it though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death and just remember that it's a shadow. Oh yeah. And it's dude, the shadow of death. I can literally see the excitement on you right now, not for <laughs> the coming of crisis, but for what God's doing in the midst of it. Yeah. And why is light so valuable? Because darkness exists, right? Why is oh, wow. freedom so valuable? Because fear exists. Yeah. It's real, but it doesn't have to have power in our lives. And so that's why we chase down freedom and choose it over fear. And if you want freedom to overflow in your life, then you've got to welcome God to fill your cup. Mm-hmm. You have to welcome God to fill your cup full of freedom to the point of overflow. And now my daughter, Graceland just turned four on March 15th. We got her this new little princess cup uh, mm-hmm. for her birthday. It has all the Disney princesses on it. She Correct. loves it. Takes Correct. it to bed every night, Correct. even when she's not thirsty. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But a few days ago, it was empty and she spent about 15 minutes trying to open it herself and she could not figure it out. She wasn't strong enough. In fact, like it's, it's one of those like Yeti style cups, you know, yeah, like yeah. she just couldn't unscrew it and she got frustrated and there came a breaking point. And I mean, it's like this with us and God all the time as well. When we realize we just don't know how to think, feel, act. Yeah. And she came to me and said, daddy, I, I don't know how to do this. And that's when I said, baby, let me do it for you. Uh-huh. And so I unscrewed it, went and filled it with water, gave it back. And not only was she excited on a whole new level because this cup that was once empty was now filled, <laughs> but she also spent time with dad, letting him do the thing that she couldn't do. And so if you're wondering how to feel, think, act, what you just said about lingering in God's presence. Where the spirit of the Lord is. 100%. There's freedom. Uh-huh. Bring it to God. Let him do it for you. Dependence. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have the strength. In fact, it's good that you don't Mm. because his strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. So let yourself be weak for a minute. Let Mm. yourself rely on the presence and the power of God and watch what he does Mm. in your life. And I'm going to talk about this in just a second, but yesterday morning, yesterday was a Sunday, um, I was watching Elevation Church online and um, heard Stephen Furtick talk about some really, really valuable things, and that is that we have a role in the matter, but God most definitely has a role in the matter, and we've talked a little about um, slavery to the desert to the promised land, right? And right before the Israelites walked across the Jordan and into the promised land, Joshua said something really, really important that we can't miss in Joshua chapter three, verse five. And he said to, to all of his followers, he said, consecrate yourselves today. 
set your lives, yourselves, your thoughts apart for God. Devote them to God. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among us. Like, there's a part for us and there's a part for God. Our part is just today. Set ourselves aside for God, for his presence, for his freedom, and leave the rest to him. Like, because he does have a role in the matter, and that is to handle everything else. He's got tomorrow already secured. He's already there. If anybody listening is worried about tomorrow, not only does Jesus talk about it in the book of Matthew, don't worry about tomorrow, but also way back in the OT, right? Joshua chapter three is talking about how God will handle tomorrow. If you're worried about tomorrow, just take a deep breath. God's already there. Mm-hmm. Already walked the ground. Can, He's I, sh- can I shed some light really quick Please. on something that you said about Graceland? Just that story got me thinking about, honestly, in a way that I never thought about this before. Praise um, God. Talk the story about the cup, the Yeti oh, cup. The princess Yeti. She couldn't open it. Yeah. So she goes to dad, mm-hmm. says, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Dad does it, gives her the cup back, right? That's mm-hmm. how the story goes. Now, it, Graceland, right now, how old is Graceland? She's four. Okay, so four-year-old daughter. She doesn't know what you just did, but she did live in the effect of what you've done. That's exactly right. So it got me thinking, how much has the Holy Spirit done already and doing that I don't even know how to explain or even know of how he did it or even that he did it at all. I'm just experiencing the effect of it. Graceland just drank the the liquid, but Mm. the father behind the scenes answered the prayer, answered the request, but she it's not that she doesn't have the willingness. She just doesn't have the eyes to see that yet. Right. She doesn't have the, the gaze to and look at the father. how easy was it for you to open the cup? The easiest <laughs> didn't immediately oh, yeah. bring understanding to her of how to do it. No. No. Even if it did, she didn't have the strength to do it And still. you're just Paul Smith. And I am You're not pretty God. good at some things. Pretty decent. <laughs> I've opened a cup or two in my time. Maybe three. <laughs> but honestly, I, how, how about this? The beginning stages of understanding freedom... We need to be okay yeah. with being like a one-year-old, yes. a two-year-old, have to be. a three-year-old coming into understanding of how to do these things that free people yes. do yes. while God is completely present with us in that moment, but also completely present with the finished version of us yes. Yes. and only in the business of trying to convince us that we are that version as we walk up because you know that Graceland is completely capable of learning how to open her own cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you see the version of her that is opening her daughter's cup one day. Yeah. Oh, I've walked her down the aisle several times in my head already. Right. Right. Uh, Which is not even a perfected version. It's just a version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And God is seeing the perfected version. And I'm telling you, now is the time to trust him. Yes. Now is the time to step in faith. Yes. Faith is a marker of freedom. Yeah. Anywhere is. there's freedom, you see faith walks, which yes. don't look like footsteps in the dirt. That's right. They look like steps on top of water. Mm. That's right. I love that the water was walkable before Peter stepped on it. Mm. 
Mm. Just never would have known. I'm sitting here reading about faith without works is dead. And one definition for that Greek word is to do and act. Faith without doing something is dead. Now, there's a difference between stagnance and stillness. Every river has a lull where sometimes the water swirls for a moment and sits still. So stillness is a rhythm required. That's right. Stagnance is never a rhythm that marks freedom. No. So if you feel stuck in fear, that's what fear does. Fear gets you stuck or tries to get you to turn around and look backwards, which is a perspective. Freedom is never in the direction of your past, I don't think. No. You don't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror. You look out the front windshield. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or I think true freedom is not even being in a car. <laughs> <laughs> and in Georgia life, you get hit by something from behind, it's not your fault. That's right. That is right. <laughs> don't have to worry about Which it. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I just think there's so much freedom to be enjoyed. Yeah. And I want us to be aware. I want us to be aware of our freedom. I had somebody look at me and just a full circle, a story that I started earlier. Got him Jake Beatty. So I want to honor Jake and Suzanne Beatty in this moment to say thank you for living a free life. Thank you for pouring out freedom everywhere that you go. Jake looked at me and said, Adam, you wake up every day as if your hands, feet, and neck are bound by the strongest chains of addiction. When the reality of God is this, Romans chapter 5 says that our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means that we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into the marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Hope, hope. There is hope right now. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing. That's what you said a second ago, Josh. You don't hope for trial or trouble. No. No. But within trial or trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Mm -hmm. Is that how you would describe kind of what you feel in this season? 100%. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance and patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy spirit Mm. who lives in us and where the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. There's freedom. Are you free? Yes. Not up for debate. No. For those who are in Christ Jesus been called sons of God, daughters of God, you're free. And maybe I just need to say this. If you wonder about God or wonder what your relationship with God is, 
Freedom is yours when you say yes to God. Mm-hmm. Saying yes to relationship is committing something. It is committing your life mm. to Jesus. It is yes. saying, I would rather have the life that God has for me and has bought for me than the life I'm currently living. Yes, That's what it means to say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And I'll be honest, sometimes it is a daily decision. Yes. It's always a daily yes. decision. Yeah. It has to be. I'm not saying you can sit here and lose what God has bought for you. No. You can't. Not by action. Yeah. But anything that you're not aware of is something that you might not currently have. Mm-hmm. But our awareness of our freedom is really the breach in us having freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I want freedom in the present moment for somebody listening to this. I'm talking like right now yeah. that they would have eyes to see. Um, and I know we're nearing the end of this, but something else um, that uh, Pastor Furtick said yesterday was don't, don't miss the miracle within the moments of mystery. Um, I was reading somewhere else that the greatest fear has been defined as the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's why right here and now is possibly the most heightened time of fear that we've ever lived in. You know, we're late 20s, early 30s. But we cannot miss the move of God and the miraculous nature of who he is and what he does in these moments of mystery. And that's what freedom does. It allows you to see through the physical into the spiritual. And I'm praying for ourselves, for you, Josh, for you, Adam, Mm -hmm. that we have eyes to see all the amazing things of God today, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the next day, the next day, the next day. And then somewhere down the line, we'll be able to look back on this entire season and see it riddled with Mm. miraculous activity of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be so present. Mm -hmm. Hindsight is 2020, right? We're going to be able to look back and see freedom on every single day. Mm -hmm. Miracles every single moment. Mm -hmm. If we would just open up our eyes. For everyone listening, um, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, our relationship designed... Uh, for the Lord is not a contract. Contract is a relationship defined by what you get. Covenant is a relationship defined by what you can give. And so through the lens of kingdom right now in the most maybe confusing or weird time, um, when we're in relationship of covenant, that's why our response in a time like this, the best response, the necessary response is what can we give? Yeah, man. Not what do we get, not what can we take, how can we manipulate, how can we uh, make decisions based out of fear of the unknown. But um, on earth as it is in heaven looks right now like what can we give. So I'd actually encourage anybody listening and myself first (laughs) um, today to ask what can you give. And there are tons of parables that very plainly lay out the reality that you give what you have. You give from what you have. You do something with what you have. That's right. Um, so I'm, I just feel the Holy Spirit right now, just really reminding me that right now is the time to outserve. Yes. 
to create that culture of servanthood. Outgive. How instead of waking up in the morning thinking about what you don't have, let's wake up in the morning with the thought of today, what can I give? That's exactly right. Because free, free servants don't act like they have nothing to give away. They act like they have unending supply everything. to give away. That's right. And while we can't do everything, we can do something. Absolutely. What did the little boy walk up with? Crumbs. Yeah. What did God do with it? Feed thousands. Yeah. And he can do that with what little you have, I have. Yeah. And do Amazing something word. with it, like not just in your mind. Don't let it just be a philosophy. Right. Make it faith. Do That's something good. with it. Plan yeah. it. Ask the Lord, like, who are people in my life right now that I can go help practically? Yes. What can I do? If I have too much toilet paper, who can I give it to? Yeah, that's right. If I got too much food in my pantry or even not enough, still, who can I give it to? That's right. That's right. How can I put this in the ground and grow it? Yeah, if your bank account is is slim to none, who can I give what little I have to? Yes. Isn't that kingdom? Yes. I mean, we're going to, on every episode, touch on the upside down nature of God's kingdom and how he is so much better than we could have ever thought. But we've got to. We've got the freedom to do that today, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hey guys, this is Janie Evans from Decatur, Georgia. And I just wanna personally remind you that if you say yes to the freedom of Christ, it does not just last for a short time or for a moment. It actually lasts forever. It lasts for a lifetime. And just want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you have an incredible day.